Hey, it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode. What's up? My name is Brian. You can always get in touch with us at the show. We are the story guys at gmail.com. We love to hear from you and we appreciate you taking the time to interact. You can also find us on Instagram. That is Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. You can hit up uh, Murdoch on Twitter too. It's at Hey, it's Murdoch. Who knows how much longer any of us are going to be on Twitter um, if Elon Musk gets his way. I may just, I don't know. Maybe we'll all buy blue verified check marks. Did you read this this week that you can buy a blue verified check mark for like $28 is what he's saying? So you could just like almost be Vince Neil. You could be like fat Vince Neil, but get it verified. I don't know. It, it might work for somebody. It might be a new business plan. We'll see. Um, I, I have no more comments about what is going to happen to that dumpster fire known as Twitter. I will say that uh, we've had an eventful week. Talked a lot about Jerry Lee Lewis on the show. Uh, that was good. Uh, of course, it's weird. I, I, I've been hesitant to say we've celebrated Jerry Lee Lewis on the show. I don't think that's what we want to what we want to call it. Usually, when someone passes, uh, Loretta, Loretta Lynn, for instance, recently, you know, we celebrated Loretta Lynn and her career. Jerry Lee Lewis, an amazing career. Tried to separate that out. Talk about the music, and then just acknowledge that uh, a wild man with a lot of notorious stories floating around about him. And so we we picked one, one that not super well known. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good choice. But what we heard from a lot of you was, come on, you got to give us the goods too. Uh, we did get a note in the email inbox from Patrick who said, "Come on, guys, I think we need to talk about the fifth wife." Uh, so, listen, here's what I'll do for you. If you wanted, if you want to know more about the fifth wife, Patrick, there is an article that Murdoch mentioned uh, from Rolling Stone. It's published March first, nineteen eighty four, and. I did dig it up for you. So it's in the show notes. It's very long. And it does paint a picture that makes it a little hard to think anything other than the fact that Jerry Lee Lewis definitely killed wife number five. There's like this mafia-esque sort of thing about his relationship with the police uh, in the town that he's living in. I believe he's in Mississippi at that point outside of Memphis. And so everyone sort of puts up with his BS, right? Um, But... This article does also detail all the wives, or at least to wife number five, right? So you've got the teenage wives. He marries one when he's 16 and then gets another woman pregnant when he's 17. And that girl's brothers come after him. And so he marries her too uh, to keep himself safe. And now he's a a bigamist. He's he's married to two women. Um, And then he makes the move with Myra, who, of course, is the most famous, probably, of these wives, because uh, wife number three is 13 years old. He says she's 15. They're married for a while. Like, I think a lot of people think that was like a short-term thing. They're married for 13 years, and they have two kids. Interesting thing about the kids, one of them, the boy, dies in, in a pool, drowns. I believe it's 1962, so it's right in the middle of this dead period that we talked about in episode 118, where he is, people call it his wilderness years, right? Where he's been rejected by mainstream music in the U.S. at least, and he's touring for just a few hundred dollars a night. There's a quote in one of these articles or or a statement about Myra saying at some point that in the 13 years with Jerry Lee, he was home three nights or something. Like, sounds like an exaggeration, but it does point out that he was just constantly touring wherever he could because he was not making a lot of money doing it. 
He was trying to make whatever he could, a few hundred dollars as opposed to thousands and thousands of dollars he was making before um, due to this this marriage. So we talked a lot about this on 18, about the, the, the third marriage. It's the fourth and fifth that gets seedy. So in 71, he marries a woman. Her name is Jaren. And they are married like eight years maybe, and then things are not great. But so by the end of the 70s, she's initiating divorce proceedings against him, and he is uh, fighting this, and she starts dragging his name, like in the courts, starts saying, listen, here are the things that he's done to me, right? He's abusive. Uh, He tried to choke me. He clearly has drug and alcohol issues. In the meantime, they are... the, the Tax man's coming after him, trying to get money from him. They seize a bunch of his cars, a bunch of his stuff at his house. While they're seizing it, they find cocaine and marijuana. So all of these things are piling up on him. And there's about to be a settlement in this case where it looks like this uh, fourth wife, Jaron Elizabeth Gunpate, is going to get a settlement. And right before this comes down, she dies in her friend's swimming pool. We've talked about drowning deaths here recently, right? We talked about the guy who was tangentially related to the Randy Bachman story, right? The jazz guitarist and how uh, he ended up dead in a swimming pool and people think his wife did it. Drowning, accidental drowning seems like it'd be hard to stage. I don't know. Not an expert on, you know, trying to kill people, make it look like an accident. But I have a lot of questions about how you would do that um, and how you would do it in a pool. But... Not very many questions asked. It's mostly speculation as to how coincidental that timing is that he was about to get smacked with a settlement and then all of a sudden she dies. I don't know what to tell you, but that happens. And at some point during these divorce proceedings, he's been talking to another woman. I mean, I don't know when it started. It could have started when they before the divorce proceedings. But, you know, I mean, he's Jerry Lee Lewis. He's not behaving. He's never behaved. And now we're into the early 80s. So, you know, the bulk of his career, the big moments in his career were in the 50s. This is how how long he lived and how long this life was and how long this career was. So in the early 80s, he starts seeing this girl named Sean. And she is a waitress at a, I think it's a Hyatt in Michigan, I think he's played there at some point. He parties with her. She's friends with a woman who is running around with his road manager for a while. And so she connects them and they're, they're on and off again. At one point she like leaves. Like, I think she's been living with him. She invites her sister. Uh, the story is muddy, but it's like, he tries to get the sister to do a threesome. Uh, the sister says, no, (laughs) he kicks him out of the house. And then like, it looks like she doesn't come back for a while. And then eventually he comes back to the area. They hook up again and he convinces her to marry him. Uh, You know, I mean, she's a cocktail waitress. She doesn't have a lot of prospects. She's 25, but in the early 80s, now 25 seems like a child. But in the early 80s, I don't think the attitude was quite the same. So maybe she's older than that. I think they meet when she's 25. So maybe she's pushing 26, 27. Anyway, just to timeline this for you, the thing with Jaron happens in June of 82. June of 83, he's married to Sean. And then August of 83, Sean is dead in a bed 
in their house. He's got scratches on his hands. This Rolling Stone article opens with the ambulance driver, uh, the first ambulance driver, showing up and like coming into the house and trying to assess the situation and then having to tell Jerry Lee that she's dead. And so again, you can go read all of this uh, in this Rolling Stone article and get the deep dive, but basically he pays for a private autopsy for her. If that doesn't make you look guilty, I don't know what does. And yeah, he's there's, he's never faced criminal charges. It's wild stuff. Uh, and then he gets married two more times. You have to question the people who marry him the other two times. I mean, I, I get the appeal of of money, but like, he's not even doing that well, really. He's legendary, but he's not, you know, he's like in his 50s and he's not like headlining arenas or anything at this point. So, I don't know. It's wild stuff. Uh, if you want to get involved or if you have more questions, we are the story guys at gmail.com. Read up that article. Let me know what you think. It, it definitely doesn't make them look good. I'll tell you that. Uh, continuing letters. Uh, we have a category of letters I like to mention, which are uh, folks who are catching up on the show, listening to old episodes, and have something to say. Thank you. We love that. And that's one of the beautiful things about podcasting. You know, you, you're not necessarily listening to these at the time that we publish them. So please visit the back catalog. We try to keep it as evergreen as possible. Um, Alex writes the show and he says, hey, I just came upon your podcast and have been enjoying a number of episodes. Working my way back, I just listened to the retold episode of the fake Nikki Six. This is one of our most popular episodes ever. Um, Matthew Trippy, uh, and he, he points out that I think on the original episode we called him Matthew Tripp. He says it's Matthew Trippy, which... Okay. Uh, I met Matthew in Naples, Florida. So this gets interesting. Uh, Alex, tell me more. Uh, He says, in Naples, Florida, Matthew spent his last days. He said, being a crew fan since 1983, I never bought that story, but I'm pretty sure that the man, when I met him, was at a point where he actually believed it happened. And the few people in his social circles were definitely enabling him. He had very ornate stories, a lot of which are not mentioned anywhere online. Uh, because it seems like the content is very limited. I also met a couple of the revolving door members in Siren and Six Pack up in Tampa who were familiar with Matthew. Anyway, it's nothing more than an interesting story, but I'm amazed at how little info there is out there on the wacky case. Um, Rock on, Alex. Yeah, Alex, it's a crazy story. And like I said, yeah, I think partly because there is so little info about this, um, this is one of our most popular episodes. And, And Murdoch, loves to talk about crew. So any chance we get to uh, revisit this, we will definitely do it. Um, so thanks for catching up on the show. And we really appreciate you listening. If Again, if you want to interact, if you've got something to say, if you want to talk about something you've heard on the show, you've got an idea for uh, an episode, feel free by all means to send us a note. It's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com and uh, we will do what we can. Follow us on Instagram, it's rock and roll bedtime stories, and leave us a leave us a review. We really appreciate when you uh, leave nice words about us on the internet, mostly because it helps other people find the show, and that's really helpful for us. We we really do like to bring new people in to expand uh, this uh, this community. Uh, we did hear from Bill from DePaw who left us a nice review recently. Great podcast with two down to earth dudes talking about music. Party on, Garth. 
Hell yeah, Bill. Uh, my wife also appreciates that. Giant Wayne's World fan. And um, I think she'd tell you maybe favorite movie, maybe maybe number two. Uh, Wayne's World 1 and 2, maybe locked in at 2 and 3. Number 1 is Dumb and Dumber. And I can't say I blame her for that. But uh, I also celebrate uh, Wayne's World in all its forms. So thanks, Bill. Thanks for finding the show. Please, uh, thanks for leaving a review. And thank you for uh, telling other people about it. All right. I think that about does it. Uh, See you next week. And until then, please keep telling stories.